Kalashin for Khalas? Want to buy or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for Essen Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m., where it's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fresen show. As you can hear from my voice, I've lost it. So I'm going to let Sharon Lurie, who's my guest today, introduce us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can hear it's going again. Uh, so, hi, and welcome to the Essen Fresen Show. I'm Sharon Lurie, and I'm sort of half half standing in for Adrian Bugatti, who contacted me this morning and said, Sharon, just get ready. I haven't got a voice. So, uh, say Shalom Bias at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done this in a while, so bear with me, guys. I, I sat in the seat uh, many, for many years, yes, though, so I can, I can try and carry on. And it's the final countdown now. And I've been trying to prepare Rosh Hashanah while dodging the load shedding, which I must say, they've been pretty reliable. <laughs> That's a bit of a bitter regalechta. But, um, however, if they say they're going off for 10, boy, 10 o'clock it goes off. So um, in between the light and the dark, I've tried to get it done. And when the power goes off, I've started to lay the table and do the prepping and chop up the ingredients and get everything ready for when the power does come on and start cooking. And so what I do is while the power's off, I can knead my challah dough. And then when it comes on, I quickly bake my challahs, which I've already done, and put them into the freezer. So I wouldn't worry too much about five days of freezing. That's it. You know, it's, it's... that's it. It's fine. It's not going to taste like freezer or anything. No. Rather be prepared. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know what's going to happen. So just embrace our situation, work around it, then, rather than sink into negativity. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely true. And we need to remember as well, we're not the only ones with load shedding nowadays. I believe uh, Europe so. has also gone into load shedding. I believe some countries... I mean, they, they, they're struggling. It's four hours a day. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We need to embrace this. We live, first of all, in South Africa, where electricity, I mean, we've been doing this. I, I had a look. Load shedding has been around since 2007. It's yeah. not something new. We should all have adapted already on how to. Yes, it's annoying. I agree. But it's the reason I've got no voice, <laughs> because while we had no electricity, I decided to clean both ovens. And obviously the fumes from the oven cleaner have attacked me. But the truth is that we, first of all, the good thing is Yantav is during the week. So we have some solutions for your load shedding. But prepping, using that time wisely where we've got no electricity to do your prep. I often write articles on meal prep, like prepping in advance. I sometimes prep five days in advance you know, with the meat even, and then just on the day cook it. So (laughs) using your time wisely, it Mm -hmm. it did affect me on Shabbos. I was trying a new recipe for Friday night. It was supposed to be a very slow-cooked beef. Mm. And because of load shedding, the four hours went down to two. (laughs) Um, It didn't affect the taste. It affected the texture, that is all, because it was meant to be one of those pull-apart beef type things. But we sliced it and it was fine. And the truth is that, you know, anything is possible. We can do this. And it's summer, so we can have a cold yantav. So I did um, come up with a menu for if we 
can't have anything. So when we share our menus just now and we talk about how we're getting around, like you've already started your your uh, chalas. Uh, I haven't got there yet. Done my chalas and my soup. Oh, now, wow. It's actually quite... Oh, we go to an ad break. Okay, so we'll continue on. You're listening to Adrian and Sharon on Chai FM 101.9. Whether you are chalashing for chalas... Or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. This is Adrian and Sharon, and we're talking all about how we're going to manage Rosh Hashanah with load shedding. So Sharon's already ahead of the game. Her colors <laughs> are done. Her soup is done. Um, I've started back to front. My desserts are done. So that's, you know, the, the main thing. That's a very important part of the meal is my desserts. Uh, I must tell you a funny thing. Last week you were talking about <coughs> knedlach and how you have knedlach. Yeah. Okay, so Friday afternoon I'm busy cooking. Thank goodness I have a gas stove. And I think I'm making knedlach mm. for Shabbos and for during the week. You know, kids have got colds and whatever. And I thought, you know what, while I'm doing this, let me double up. So I doubled up. Only to realise, after I'd finished making them, oh, Sharon, you've got leek and potato soup. You're meant to be serving pierogan with your leek and potato soup. <laughs> but I think I'm going to serve the knedlach because I'm, I'm a bit Why nervous. Not? I won't be able to bake my pierogan. That's so it. We're back to knedlach. But you know what I think is one of the most important things about Rosh Hashanah is that it's not... All about streamers, glitter hats, uh, those blowy things, champagne and, yeah. and the rest. It's not Happy New Year. This is a time for us for retrospection, to mm. start over again on a clean slate, to go to, to, to audit our lives, so to speak. That's and it. I think that people panic a bit too much on the, um, you know, on, on a huge joint. Admittedly, everybody's excited now because we're allowed to have you know, it's been two people years that yeah. we, you haven't been able to have a larger group of people. And it's wonderful to have family and friends around. And But we don't have to call in the florists, the caterers, the everything for <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. It is time for us to be with family and friends that mean everything. And it's important to practice hachnosis or chem, which mm. is welcoming guests. And, Absolutely. you know... If you're like me and you love having people around and you don't get all hysterical and nervous about the meal and whatever, and you can go into Yonta feeling happy and with joy and not neurotic and nervous and whatever, exactly. then it makes it a beautiful Yonta. You know, because I don't know, at the last minute I always seem to feel, oh, shame, so and so, so, the knee up, let me invite them. And this one hasn't got family in South Africa, let me invite them. If I'm cooking for 10, I can cook for 15. You know, no. you tend to do that. I do. But I certainly <laughs> am not making it as I would maybe for suckers. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, all fiery and glitzy. But, you know, I just feel just be together and just be able to. Dove and feeling good. Yes. But as I say, if you're feeling nervous and you get all worked up and, you know. Exactly. Then stick to your family. So we learned this weekend, you and I on Shabbos, yes. to say thank you. Exactly. So <laughs> I actually want to say thank you to the people who join us each week and thank listen you. and that. So even when they're embarrassed, Paul, that they listen to my show and thanks, Joanne. And there's been, and, and obviously, um, 
There's uh, Karen as well who, who phones in and re- regularly messages us. And my family who listen when they listen. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. But I want to thank you for helping me. Oh, because this last three weeks has been wonderful. <laughs> so yes, we are, we are. Um, it was one of the things that that we learned on Shabbos was to say thank you. Saying it, you know, often people think, well, um, you know, I just take a gift as a thank you or something like that, and really is more about showing your appreciation with words rather than elaborate gifts or you know. All these things, you say you love having guests and having people around. Now, I'm an introvert, which is yes. quite amazing because I work in a field where I've got to be in the public yes. and I've got to speak to people. Shabbos and Yantav are the one times where I actually don't mind being in my own home around people. Yes. And it's just such a, a blessing. So I'm not doing my challahs yet because I'm braving it and I'm going to be around people and do a challah bake. With yes. some others, um, and hopefully that'll, you know, yes, <laughs> get organised. <laughs> but but this year for for Rosh Hashanah that we actually can have visitors. My mother's coming. She's going to be staying over, yes. and which she's never done. Wow. And we haven't had her for ages because well, you can't. It was too right. much of a risk, and you know my family who never come are coming because they're always somewhere else. And they've also decided to join us. So I'm very excited. And I'm very excited to show off a different way of Rosh Hashanah. Not this panicked Rosh Hashanah, not stressing about the load Absolutely. shedding. We've made our plans. I mean, even your potato and meat soup is outstanding cold. <laughs> so if you can't heat it up, you can't eat it up. You know, it, it, I love it cold. You know, a, a, ga- a gas stove, thank God, does help yes. us during this time. That's you it, know, so the black. Because yes. Yontif is not on Shabbos, so it mm. does help us. But, so I mean, I can stick that on. But I was actually talking to somebody this week, and she was saying, it's, she went out and bought a gas, little mini little gas, gas burner. Stove, mm. A two-ring gas mm. burner. And she said, it's fantastic, and she's going to keep it for Pesach, which is brilliant. I mean, that's what's helped me yeah. every year in Pesach, I go out and cordon off my veranda, and that's what I use. But um, until, obviously, my kitchen is pacidic. But you can we can use our gas. I know. And which is wonderful. And also another thing, as, as I was reminded on Shabbos, what about our wonder bags? Oh, I mean, yes. That, those wonder bags are incredible. They're fact, wonderful. They're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, they, they've really, they've actually reached, they manufactured here. Yes. And um, they're made locally, but they, they apparently they're all over the world now. Mm. And people are using them, not only for load shedding, but to save money. You know, yes. electricity is expensive overseas as well. Mm. And um, Ma Rebison was actually saying, she said that her hot trays aren't big enough Often, you know, yes. on Shabbos for the, all the food. So she always puts her soup in the Wonder Bag. Yes. Apparently it lasts up to, I mean, eight we can hours. put it in, yeah, lasts up to eight hours. But we can put it in, let's say, five o'clock just before Shabbos comes mm. in. It's going to be popping hot. And they're it's wonderful. beautiful. So I've used mine to do slow cooking in it. Yes. So everything has been boiling hot and beautiful. And I put it into the 
wonder bag. Yes. I sealed it up. So right. I wrapped it in a cloth yes. anyway. I know you don't need to, but obviously yeah. if I want my wonder bag to stay, stay paraffresh, uh, <laughs> that's okay. also, I sealed everything so that it, the steam couldn't get out. I closed it. And in the morning when I took it out, the meat was still warm, but it was enough that I could shred it and it was outstanding. So did you know the original, not the wonder bag itself, but that kind of concept is a South African concept from Mrs. Oppenheimer long ago for the rural areas. And we've come up with some really amazing stuff in South Africa uh, to use solar as well to cook with. And it's Heritage Day coming up. Right. What better way to do your yantif than on a braai? It's a fire. <laughs> it's during the week. We're allowed to light the coals. So we are going to talk about how to make beef on the braai. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Hi, I'm Adrian, and I'm in studio with Sharon, and we're talking Rosh Hashanah without electricity. So we're talking saving money. We're talking the Wonder Bag, which yes. is great for keeping stuff. Even if you've got like a small stove, if you can get your stuff boiling, you put your food into the Wonder Bag or your pot, you close it, and you've got that plate available on your stove again. Correct. So when you're fighting load shedding and you're looking at your times and stuff, you can actually do things that need like a long time. Like soups would be amazing because they take a, the longer they cook, the more delicious they are. Right. Even uh, brisket, you can yeah. still cook. And, and also if you've got there. smallish pots, you can stack them mm-hmm. and then seal the bag. If you've got a big bag, you've got more space, obviously. You seal the bag and say your vegetables, they carry on cooking in the wonder bag. So... You know, you've got your time and you can, you know. They are wonderful, as mm. we say, and, and you can get them on Amazon. You can contact Wonder Bag Direct. Uh, you go online and you'll see they've got them at uh, Yappy Chef. Yappy yes, Chef Yappy or Chef. Whatever. Mm. I don't know where else they've got them. Well, online is quickest to get from yeah, them. You just go onto their website. And you'll get it within a mm. day or two. But I did, I did find them. Mm-hmm. I the little bit of chutzpah in me. <laughs> and, I said, <laughs> and I said to them, Come on, Wonder Bag, give us a Wonder Bag as a, as a gift for somebody. And they've said very kindly they've agreed to it. So if you send in your name, we're going to put it into the drawer. And please send your name, telephone number, and your address because we're going to have to have it delivered to you. And, um, and we'll let you know who wins after the show. So get those names cell phone numbers and addresses in as quickly as possible and we're going to draw a wonder bag draw draw a wonder bag yes (laughs) nothing better okay and i actually wanted to talk about Mm. the um the jewish reports um wonderful uh rosh hashanah demonstration they had sharon glass they had dolores for Mm. they had um Karen Schneid. Oh, oh, did she uh, read hers was more about the mood and the ambience mm. that she's going to create on oh, Rosh Hashanah, wow. as well as her magnificent Ulala products. Yes. And what she did with them. And so go online because they do have it uh, saved. You can go and watch yeah. it again. And all I remember was 
um, not only the beautiful desserts, but the the candles, the amount of candles that, that mm. Karen used. And I think this is what the way we're going to have to go. So thanks, Karen, for that wonderful little tip. I've yes. already started buying candles. Pick and pay. I've got someone special. Okay. Little candles. Um, <laughs> and I've already started mm. buying and going through my cupboards to find old candles and putting them on the table and making so lovely pretty. For and and you can, I mean, if you want scented candles, yeah. Things that would increase your appetites, like the uh, apple-scented candles. With cinnamon. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So so things that make you, or vanilla, that things that make you feel comfortable. They bring that homeliness to you. Relaxed feeling. Yeah, and that, oh. that are going to encourage your guests to eat your food. So don't worry if you run out. It's because of the candles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because you didn't make enough. Please remember that. that that's a big thing. Um, I just want to give details on um, how to get hold of us, you know, so that they can, you know, put in our um, the number and all that kind of thing. So you can send on Telegram 061-895-1019 or SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. And send in your name, your number, and your address, and we are going to do that wonder bag draw. So we'll let you know. Well done. Some some entries already. Ah, good. So, um, <laughs> we will keep track of that. I thought and the only we'll person listening was your family and mine. Good yeah, to that's know. What I <laughs> good to know there are more people out there. Thank the you. The other person that was um, on was Dolores. Now, she mm. gave me a wonderful idea for especially for, from a load shedding point of view, she did a mini harvest table and it was oh. absolutely beautiful and basically almost everything you could prepare before. Yeah. Um, she did roasted cauliflower. I see you can get cauliflower now at uh, Fresh Fellas and she did roasted cauliflower. Now go onto the site and have a look and you'll see her wonderful recipes. They, I think she did it with zatar because she said oh, she loves yes. zatar and um all those lovely Israeli kind of spices, Mediterranean spices. She did eggplant where she roasted the eggplant, I think, for about 45 minutes to an hour. A um, lot of olive oil over it and spices. She did. She reduced um, mushrooms in balsamic and soy sauce with some cracked pepper and a little bit of sugar. Uh, she did some stuffed tomatoes. Now, I think hers was milkig. Yes, hers was milkig because she mm. put some cheese on top of the the cauliflower but I will obviously do mine uh, paraf so what I've included she stuffed some um, the baby tomatoes with a little bit of cheese or something uh, but what I've said is instead of all that you could use fresh asparagus Ooh. olives um, you know but when I say fresh asparagus obviously cooked a little um, cooked al dente and then uh, put some lovely some garlic butter or some garlic coconut oil on it. Um, boiled eggs are a must in our family. Some roasted beetroot. I mean, that's also lovely. You boil beetroot first that. and then you roast that. Um, you can also put some lovely fried crispy onions on top, which you can you can purchase already done. Uh, she also put some fish on. She made lovely fish with... Mm -hmm. um, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do fish with, I think, Princess Pesto. Make their own pesto. You can get yes. that at, at, 
think Kosher World and I think down at Sandringham Spa. And it's really lovely, so you don't have to stand and make the pesto. Just add a little bit more olive oil, and then you can cook the fish. She, she said, um, I think it was five minutes an inch, or 15 minutes an inch. That's right. Oh. But um, you can do that. Perhaps you can buy some sushi or make your own if you're good at that, and put some sushi on the platter as well. And you... Fresh cu- cucumbers, a couple of uh, basil leaves around, some pomegranates um, sprinkled everywhere. And you put this all onto a beautiful wooden pl- platter. But I would put some white baking paper underneath. Mm. And she just piled everything on. And it just looked so wonderful and just so easy. And it looked so good. And then I thought, well, you know what? With all this load shedding, perhaps we could also do cut very thinly some butternut paint a little bit of of um, peanut butter on it and some spice put a, some spices on paprika all that some sesame and roast the butternut you can serve that cold with some tahina on top and you can make some hummus dips and just have this beautiful long platter of oh, um, as, as she calls it uh, what did you call it a harvest table that sounds amazing so you can make it as big or as small as you want Oh, that sounds really, really amazing. Yeah. So I um, went and started searching, how do I do my roast on the bra? Uh-huh. Now, me Love just, me, yeah, <laughs> but I need to do it in a way that it's, I don't have to stand over it for hours and hours, that I can just leave it and almost forget about it. And I actually did find uh, a recipe for the bra. And it is for a beef fillet with mushroom sauce, all done on the bra. Ah, so it was very interesting, and I am definitely trying this. Even if I don't make it for, Shab- for Rosh Hashanah, I'm going to try for Shabbos because it'll be ready on Friday night. So you take a piece of beef fillet, and they say the quantities are about a kilo will feed six people. So that's about right. I say four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> four um, the truth is, I average <laughs> I average two hundred and fifty grams per person if it's a man, and two hundred if it's a woman. Okay. But it also depends on what size and how many starters and desserts you've got. You don't want to stuff them. Ah, um, but it'll be so delicious. I know uh, it's great the next day <laughs> on sandwiches. Exactly. Um, so what they do is salt and pepper, cake flour, and some more salt. And then some water. So what you've got to do is you've got to get it nice and hot, your fire. You've got to get it beautiful and hot. And then you mix your flour. And it says about five cups of flour would be enough for a one kilo fillet. So obviously you've got to adjust to how big it is. And then you want it almost the same consistency as bread dough. Now, you'll notice there's no eggs in it. There's no sugar. There's no flavoring except for the salt. Well, except for the water and the salt, you know, just to make it almost like uh, like a glue mix. But then you're going to keep adding your flour till it becomes uh, a dough because you want to wrap your, your meat in this dough, almost like a parcel. So it, it's a... Almost it like you would be, be quite firm, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, right. so, but bread dough would be great. And right. it needs to be quite thick, about two centimeters thick around it. And you need to make sure that it's sealed around the fillet perfectly. So it mustn't be open, otherwise your fillet is likely to get burnt or, or taste of smoke, which 
sometimes is nice, but not in this case. You're going to wipe your fillet really well so it's dry. You're going to do your salt and pepper seasoning. Then you're going to put it in the dough and you're going to wrap the dough as a parcel. And then you're going to take the dough and put it, believe it or not, into the flames. You want it on the hot coals because what's going to happen is the dough is going to cook and it's going to turn very hard. So you need to change it. You need to turn it over a couple of times. And Yantov is a great time because you were allowed to cook. But Are it does saying, take do a Do you need the, the grid, obviously? You don't, the, you no. don't need a grid. You put it straight into the You coals. can put the grid, but the grids must be like on the coal. Okay. So, so that's how close it gets to the heat. So I would watch it because you obviously don't want it to, fi- to catch fire. You also need to make sure that there's no gaps or any cracks or anything. And you let the dough cook. You turn it every now and again. And you're going to move the, once it's hardened, you actually take it off your grid and put it onto the coals directly. Can you, like, right. so this is, this is quite a, a new thing for us to stick something <laughs> in the actual fire. And you cook it for about another 45 minutes per kilo. So depending on how much you're making will depend on how long it is. 45 per, minutes per kilo and also depending on how well you want your roast. So, the, you know, the shorter the time, the, the more rare your roast is going to be, obviously. But 45 kilos would give you like a medium rare, which is exactly what we want. You're going to now remove it from the, the, the fire. And here's where I had to have a laugh. You've got to crack open this dough shell. It suggests a hammer or an axe. Ah, so, so, <laughs> I would imagine that's going so, so hard. That that should look quite interesting. Using your hammer to open up your shabbos dinner or your yantav dinner, it should be a lot of fun. And then you cool it down and you slice it with your mushroom sauce. So the mushroom sauce is also made on the fire, and you could probably do it at the same time. You know, sort of towards the end of your cooking, you're going to take some margarine or butter for frying, two small onions chopped, a half a pound of mushrooms chopped three tablespoons of fresh parsley, 200 mils of cream substitute, and then salt and pepper. You're going to melt your marge in your pan. You're going to add your onions until they, and fry them till they're soft. Then you're going to add your mushrooms and parsley, and you're going to fry those for another few minutes, and then add your cream substitute. And you cook that until the sauce is reduced, so your cream, your olive oil, your cream substitute, whatever you're Coconut using. Milk. Whichever cream. That's you. Um, (laughs) Me and my coconut. Yeah. Yeah. But you want it to thicken because it needs to be a nice thick gravy. Yeah, so you've got to let it reduce. And then you serve it with your sliced meat. And all this is done on the braai and it's a fillet. So it's perfect for yantav and shabbos with a nice sauce. Obviously, the the mushroom sauce, if you're doing it for shabbos, the mushroom sauce is going to be a problem. You can't do that just before. But if we're doing it for Rosh Hashanah, where you can cook, you just need to remember that you can only start cooking. Well, for, for the first night, not a problem. You can do that any time. Mm-hmm. But just remember that your second night to relight your fire, which you're allowed to do from an existing candle, mm-hmm. only after the time on your calendar, which is the time that Shabbos or Yantav would normally come out that time. So you need to relight it and it's hot. But you can actually keep the coals hot for 24 hours quite easily by just piling your ash into a center around a solid coal and allowing it to slow burn. Um, The ash stays hot for a very long time 
And you can always, in the middle of the day, add another coal, build up your fire and put a kettle on or put a pot of boiling water and make something for lunch. You know, I, I look, I must admit, I do prefer to have all my food cooked before Yantiv. The last thing I want to be doing on Yantiv is more cooking. But it sounded like such a brilliant idea that I really want to try it. And if I don't get to try it now, yes. I might actually even try it for Sukkot because that's the perfect time for a bra. Right. But now, you know, I'm just thinking mm. the, the bread wrapped around it, it's almost like it's steaming it. Do you mm. think it's not? It, and what about color? Can we maybe put the scotch fillet back on the bra to get a little bit brown? Or is that... So it actually, the, the picture, I don't know if it's just the lighting on the picture that they've given, yes. looks like it has colour. Oh, okay, so maybe um, colour comes But I don't see why bread. we can't like, quickly it brown it on the coals before putting it in the dough. But it looks a bit milchig <laughs> in <laughs> inverted commas. <laughs> a bit pale, my family will go... Mom, you forgot to brown food? it. The truth is <laughs> that I almost it. never brown anything. I'm too lazy. Yes. <laughs> I do know that browning your meat before you cook it does seal in the flavour. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking maybe lazy. we can bry it first. Yes, just to brown get it. the colour on the bry. Okay. Let and it get cool and mm. then put the dough around That's it. That's it. And then it's got colour. Yeah. So, so that like is an, an, option. an option. The one thing they did, they were very specific about was that the meat had to be dry. If right. it's not 100% dry when you wrap it in the dough, it will be steaming instead of cooking. Right. And also the dough won't get quite as hard. So so that would be a, a bit of a it's problem. I've done mm. it with um, brown paper. In fact, it's in my first book, one the with pa- brown paper. Lot, yeah. And, I put a f- and then what I did was I soaked the brown paper in beer. I suppose you could soak it in wine. Yeah. But I browned it first, and then I put the paper, tied mm. it around, and I just let it go for however long. But that was in your oven? <laughs> no, on oh, the bra. On the bra? Yeah, and it just burns slowly through the paper because... Oh, right, I remember that. Mm. Yeah, because it's, um, it's wet. Yes. You know, you've soaked the paper... That's amazing. Beer or wine or whatever. Whatever you want. Water even. (laughs) Yeah. Just be careful when you're doing beer or wine. Just don't try to do something like a gin because that will catch fire. Exactly. (laughs) Brandy is also, brandy and and whiskey would also not be, they taste amazing, but they catch fire. So try and avoid alcohol on your bra. And I thought that was such a brilliant idea was to do this. I've seen it done in Australia where they often do these kind of things. Yes. So, you know, why not do it here where we are the kings of brides and it's Heritage Day coming up and what more? Why not experiment? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. So I thought we'd quickly go through kind of what you've got planned for Rosh Hashanah. Well, I've got a few <clears> things for planned mm. because, as I say, I'm a bit concerned about load shedding and whatever. So maybe a nice scotch fillet on the bra if it goes cold what can i do you know we can also do it in a frying pan i actually had have done the scotch fillet okay we're going to go to an ad break we'll come back with the scotch fillet after that whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine this is essen fresen with adrian bagatti it's all about the food Welcome back, and we were just talking about fillets. Um, Sharon was going to share us a recipe from her Yantif menu. Sha, what okay, have you got? So what I do is I uh, 
marinade, well, I don't, uh, sort of dry spice it um, in a barbecue spice. In a, I think, I'm not sure if you can get the, there's lemon pepper, put lemon pepper in it, barbecue spice, garlic salt. Um, just, you know, whatever you really feel like spicing your meat with. And then I put quite a lot of oil on it and a dash of soy sauce, stick it in the fridge, and I marinate that for about about four days. <laughs> okay, then I take it out, and either you can fry it in a big frying pan. I've got one of those flat, flat iron things on your stove. Um, and I fry it until the, the outsides are really lovely and brown and crispy. When you have an oven, I stick it into my oven on 110. I do, do it just before Shabbos. I stick it into the oven, 110, and by the time Shabbos comes, we're ready to eat. My family like it quite rare. Um, what you can do is you can fry it also in a large pot, mm. a Dutch oven. Now, a Dutch oh. oven is not... <laughs> not an oven, guys. It's just a lovely, heavy pot with a heavy lid. And you just fry it in there and it gets a lovely brown mm. sort of colouring on top, at really caramel. And you caramelise it and you can throw some onions in as well. Put the lid on and I leave it for, on low heat. Once it's browned, put the lid on, leave it on low, low, low heat. And just, that's oh, what all we can do. stunning. <laughs> um, another thing that I'm probably going to land up doing is a um, an oven top roast. Okay, so oh. I'm going to have to do a raisin rib or something like yes. that that enjoys a long hot soak in the bath, as I say. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most unveribaldic cut I know because oh, exactly. it just you just can let it go for hours. That's so it. I take two and a half kilos of raisin rib. Four onions cut in half and then thinly sliced. Cut the onions in half, thinly sliced. The onions reduce to almost nothing. So it's when you see four onions, you go, oi. I mean, I've got recipes for eight onions, <laughs> which are really lovely. Um, one heaped teaspoon of crushed garlic, a tablespoon of finely grated ginger, a cup of peeled grated Granny Smith apple. Now, there you go. Nice for, mm-hmm. for Rosh Hashanah. A cup of chutney. I like the hot chutney. Two tablespoons soy sauce, two tablespoons Worcester sauce, and three quarters of a cup of brown sugar. Half a cup of red wine, a teaspoon of mustard mustard powder, and one cup of, as I call it, uh, overseas ketchup, or as we call it, tomato sauce. And uh, this is where I use my heavy pot, which is really nice and big with a heavy lid. And I place a little oil in a heavy based pot or Dutch oven, and I fry the raisin rib on all sides, ensuring that I don't burn anything. You don't want it to burn in any way because remember, you're going to be using this pot to cook the dish in the, for about four or five hours. Mm. So you don't want any anything burnt in it. Otherwise, that flavor just carries through and you have a burnt yeah. tasting dish. Okay, then what you're going to do... Be- um, is you're going to remove the meat from the pot, add a little bit more oil. I don't know if it will need it, and you're going to fry your onions. You're going to add your garlic, and you're going to fry that for another minute or so. Then you're going to add your ginger, your Granny Smith apples, your chutney. You're going to add everything to it, your Worcester sauce, soy sauce, brown sugar, the whole lot, and mix it all together. And then you're going to return the meat to the Mm -hmm. pot, bring it all up to the boil, put the lid on and just let it simmer away for about 
three hours on low heat. That's where your wonder bag would come in. You'd put your pot in there and forget about it for eight hours. Okay, you could do that too. <laughs> exactly. So um, anybody who wants to enter the wonder bag before we let Sharon finish uh, to win that wonder bag recipe, please, um, sorry, wonder bag uh, bag, please send us a telegram 061-895-1019 or SMS us. On 34519, SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Uh, remember, we need your name, your uh, address, and your cell phone number, please. And I was just, so just saying. A couple of hours, yes. <laughs> leave for a couple of hours, but for two and a half kilos, I would leave for about three to four hours. And then. If it looks like it's drying out, because you're going to keep looking at it, I would turn it over after about an hour of cooking. Because once after that, in, uh, while it's still in that sort of solid state, the meat is still solid, because after that it's going to start getting very soft and may fall apart and you won't be able to turn it over easily. But keep basting it as you go along. And if you see that, that, that you're running out of liquid, add a little bit more wine if you want to or add some Coca-Cola. Even you can add a little bit of uh, you can add water if you want to. But this, it's a lovely sauce, which is almost like a monkey clan sauce, I would oh. say. That same kind of taste. Oh, sounds amazing. Yeah. And then just slice it up, or if you want to, just pull it apart and make it shredded beef. You can also add some um, potatoes to it if you want. Remember that the sauce is quite thick, so the potatoes are not going mm. to cook as quickly as they would if they were in boiling water. Yeah. But cut the potatoes up small, and you can put them around the sides. You can put some, add some carrots if you want to, baby carrots around the sides as well. And oh, there you amazing. have a lovely stovetop Raisin rib. Oh. Raisin rib for the overseas listeners is chuck off the bone. And monkey gland, uh, the truth is monkey gland is very much a South African sauce. I, I don't yes. know what the equivalent for America would be for that. It's kind of like a sweet barbecue sauce, I'd say. Yeah, but there's nothing like no, I mean, monkey gland. You can't, <laughs> I, I don't You've know got to, to make it yourself. It. In fact, I I've always have it in my fridge. Mm. Always. I'm, I double up on this recipe and I mm. always have it in the fridge and I just so throw young. it onto, onto <laughs> things. It's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they want burgers, they want monkey gland sauce. There it is. You want, yeah. a, you want a steak with monkey gland sauce? There, there it is. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. The steak roll sandwich, monkey gland sauce is the way to go. It is. So, so that Delicious. is an amazing um, thing. So um, I must admit, I just went very simple and I've actually created a cold menu that can be made hot. So cucumber soup to start. I've got um, this roast that I'm going to try, hopefully, or a different one, uh, just an ordinary one that you can slice. And it's delicious. Uh, also, raisin rib can be sliced beautifully into cold meats. And then I've got my carrot salad with the pomegranate we talked about okay. um, and uh, sort of like an apple slaw. So it's apple and ca a cabbage, but it's the two color cabbages. That's another three, two, some them in my thing. And then a rice salad to give my starch instead of a hot vegetable. And then I, I've got Oreo chocolate ice cream sandwiches that I've made and yes. um, some... Yes. Uh, 
I'll be putting up a, a recipe actually for a gluten-free biscuit, peanut butter biscuit. It's absolutely delicious. I make it often enough. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to put that on my site and I'll sandwich that with some chocolate, dip it into chocolate and let it harden inside and away you go. We'll be back soon <laughs> to talk more food. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Okay, welcome back. This is the Essen Fressen show with Sharon and Adrian today. Um, so I was just saying that I've now got a cold menu. So second night is gazpacho. Right. My family love that. For those who don't, we'll have leftover cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> Roast chicken. Nothing. Cold roast chicken is delicious with apple sauce. There's nothing like a bride chicken. And exactly. if it's cold or hot, so what? makes no difference. <laughs> if your scotch fillet is cold, so, so is your what? chicken. Just, yes. just serve it with salads. Make sure, you know what, instead of a potato cookle. I've got potatoes, uh, baby um, potato salad. Yeah, I'm going to mm. do a baby, I'm going to do a potato salad. What can we do? We just got to just... There's a baby potato salad that I learned from Alan Bender. Yes. I've tweaked it a little bit, but it was amazing. So it's baby potatoes with hot chutney and a bit of mayonnaise and some onion. And I must admit, I sort of smashed my baby potatoes. So they're like mushed, not not like squished flat and not cut open. They're just the skin is broken a little bit and stirred in. And it is absolutely delicious. absorb all that delicious Mm. flavor. So I'm doing that. And then a cold zucchini kugel, baby marrow kugel, the baby potato salad, a normal salad, and dessert is mixed berry sorbet, which is already made, <laughs> and brownies for something Lovely. a little bit more sweet. Um, and I just decided, you know what, if I have to do cold yantav, I do cold yantav. The food is delicious, Thank, even if I say so myself. Um, <laughs> It's the people around me exactly, that count. Exactly. And it's being together. And I think that's our big thing. Um, so, you know, we've it's just been amazing to have so many people, um, you know, to be able to have visitors coming to us for for, for, for a change. Wonderful. <laughs> so, and yeah. they know you. They know what you're capable of doing anyway. <laughs> and, and so this week, this... Time, it's not so. It's it's cold, <laughs> but you know what? Our hearts are warm, and the the vibe around the table will be exactly. lipidic and warm, and that's all we, we will want. make up for the lack of. Yeah, light. just be positive. Just you don't have to be negative around with with lack of power and energy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so many other things. Like you've got the candles are amazing, yes. um, and I love the idea of having the candles around. I know a lot of people get very nervous with leaving candles open. So with it being Yontif, you can actually move your candle. So I would suggest if you're a bit nervous, take out some saucers or some side plates, put your candles on that. And then when you go to sleep, you clear them off the table and maybe put them outside in your garden on a table somewhere away from anything. And the wind will blow them out for you. Um, you hope. It happened to me. My, my table got burnt once. Ooh, but it's on a plate. <laughs> it wasn't on a plate. Oh, you see. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it must be on a plate. I'm very, very like careful about that, that candles are never the on their own. Blood out. Bring on those August Listen, winds. Considering <laughs> the wind we had last night, there's a very yeah. good chance 
Um, I mean, that, that was something else. It knocked over the stop sign next to my house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, it's just a reminder to us that, you know, the warmth comes from in. Exactly. Just one thing before mm. we go. Oh, I'm going, to, we're going to finish. Mm. Jewish Life have come out with oh, their yes. wonderful Rosh Hashanah Sukkot um, thing. And in there, I have quite a few recipes oh, for stunning. Rosh Hashanah. Some different recipes that you, that, mm. uh, you can keep the, the, the salads from Rosh Hashanah to Sukkot. Oh, wow. um, you've got your onion braised uh, brisket, which you can start cooking now. Oh. And then sort of even warm it up on the stove top if you have to, and then put it in your wonder bag. That's and then it. you can do uh, this soya orange and sesame glazed chicken. I know Sharon Glass did the, in her demo also an apricot and orange chicken. It was really delicious. Then there's the bulgur wheat salad with beetroots and herbs, uh, hummus and uh, honey chala, oh, and also a yonta vegetable bake for those that are. The, the, our vegetarians that we were talking about earlier. Yes. It's really delicious. It's got lovely uh, caramelized um, salad, uh, onions on top. We've got the rice that you can make in a, you can actually make the rice in a Tupperware. Do you know that? If you leave it overnight. Yes. It's I've got the rice maker. Ah, so we're going to do our draw now. Um, okay. I have got some names on. So let's spin the wheel. And... God, we have some da 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 build up to this. Okay, yeah, so Craig, shame. We, we surprised Craig yeah, with this, so he's kind of not ready for us. <laughs> and well done to Denise Sutner. We will be contacting you so that they can deliver your wonder bag. Okay, so just in finishing... I have to say, Shah, thank you for the last three weeks. It has been wonderful having you Such on the pleasure. show. As I said, we can talk forever on food, the two oh, of we us. Can. Um, <laughs> just a reminder that the next few Tuesdays are Yantiv and we won't be able to have a show. So I will see you all again only in October, sort of the end of October. So please have a wonderful Yantiv from Sharon and myself yeah. and keep listening to Chai FM. Thank you for joining us.